Hello again, and welcome to Perspectives with Nilo, a regular podcast where we report on news and views from around the world with an Irish perspective. In this episode, I'm interviewed by Jerry Kelly on The Late Lunch Show on LMFM, the award-winning local radio station for counties Louth and Meath. We talk about my recent trip to Taiwan, the atmosphere on the ground in light of recent events, and following on from my previous episode on the Taiwan Celts, we talk about the team's connection with Bohemian County Meath. We're certainly going international now on Late Lunch because I have a young man joining me. His name is Neil O'Sullivan. He's a freelance broadcaster from County Kerry and he's been to Taiwan recently. And, you know, Taiwan and the Northeast, there is a big connection, especially with the county of Meath. And we're going to find out all about it now. Neil, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much, Jerry. Great to be here. What took you to Taiwan? Um, actually, uh, I've been going to Taiwan for, for many years, uh, mostly for work. I, I lived there between uh, 2018 and 2019, but um, obviously during COVID, uh, travel was restricted. But uh, recently they opened up again, and uh, I was fortunate to go back uh, in August, uh, partly for a business trip and partly just to kind of revisit old friends and things back there. Mm, it lives in the shadow show. You, it's in the news nearly daily at the minute, living in the shadow of China who are sabre-rattling and really say, you know, you belong to us. Do you get that uh, feeling of tension when you're there on the ground at the minute? Uh, actually, uh, no, you don't. I mean, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It makes it that the news is full of it. But uh, when you're on the ground, I think it, it's like one of those things that's been going on for a long time. Um, and on the ground, people have become somewhat desensitized to it, even though, of course, the Nancy Pelosi visit uh, back in the beginning of August uh, kind of re-escalated everything again. And since then, I think there's been a bit more of that saber-rattling and um, grey warfare by by the Chinese Communist Party and also like a lot of cyber attacks. Uh, there, you know, there was a recent report by that uh, US TV network CBS they have that 60 Minutes program. They basically said that now China is launching up to 20 million cyber attacks a day on Taiwan on their infrastructure systems, on personal and social media accounts and, you know, just trying to push propaganda and, and and cause disruption. So um, it's definitely feeling a bit more on the ground. But uh, overall, if you, when you walk the streets or go out on the countryside, you know, it's, it's fairly relaxed and, and people aren't talking about it too much. It's interesting what you say. There are different ways of waging war today without dropping a missile. Uh, unfortunately, what's happening in, in Ukraine is the total opposite, where there is terrible, terrible events going on there and a loss of life. But coming back to Taiwan. A good friend of mine, Eamon Sheridan, Father Eamon Sheridan, uh, spent quite a bit of time in Taiwan out there and he, um, I've interviewed him here on the show and spoken to him privately as well. He said it was an amazing country in that you couldn't really fathom the amount of people that live there. There's just very little, what would you say, rural space, a place you can get away from others. You know what I'm talking about? 
Uh, well, absolutely. I mean, it's a small island, you know, by, by Irish standards. It's about half the size of Ireland, or a little less, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a population of about 24 million people. And, you know, it's not a very flat island. Uh, it's, it's got a mountainous ridge down the centre of it, because it sits on the edge of the Pacific, so it's right there on those tectonic plates. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's been pushed up as, as, as the tectonic plates have, have, have pushed together over thousands and thousands a year so it's not very flat but they they do have you know very nice scenery and mountains there um so yeah so it's but it's the cities are pretty crowded i mean yeah. the main city is taipei in the north um but still um i, I think uh, a lot of people that go there and visit it, it draws you back the people are incredibly friendly welcoming and humble it's a very safe place i mean it's it's one of those places like you can walk from one end of taipei to the other any hour of the day or night and it's it's totally safe um, and I think all the people Irish people I met there would say the same men mm. and women alike you know mm. it's incredibly safe so it, it, it's it, an incredibly welcoming place and uh, a lot of people who go there with the intention of a visit or even just you know staying for a year end up you, 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 yes. a lot of them will they'll, they'll stay five ten more years you know mm. it, it draws them in and they don't want to leave yeah I have to say like yourself you had a great love for the place and I always will have now let's come to this connection uh, with the northeast from Taiwan because you met uh, people involved with Taiwan Celts GAA Club and one of its founders uh, was a lad called Derek Brady from Bohemian who unfortunately lost his life in Taiwan back in uh, October of 1996. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. I spoke to the Taiwan Celts, uh, basically a group of Irish people and local Taiwanese and, and some other foreigners as well in Taiwan. It was founded in uh, 1995, um, and they meet um, they meet twice a week for training uh, in, in the rugby fields near Taipei City. So I tracked them down and I went there to talk to them um, uh, on uh, one Tuesday night, um, and uh, you know I spoke. To a number of people. One of the people I spoke to was a guy called Chris Walsh from uh, Newport County Mayo, and he told me, yeah, the, cl- the club was founded in '95. It was a group of FOSS graduates who came over from Ireland, and they set up the first Asia GA club there in Taiwan. And one of those founders uh, was a guy by the name of Derek Brady, who came from Boerhaven in County Meath. And uh, Derek and his friends set up this club. And in fact, you know, they, they, they in over a bit of time, they, they met people, Irish people from other countries in, in the Asian region, and they suggested, you know, why don't we set up other GA clubs in like Japan, Korea, mainland China, Malaysia, and so on. And, and that happened. And so now um, you have about uh, 60 or more of these teams, IGA teams in various Asian countries around that region. And you know, they get together every week and train, and then they all come together once a year for an Asia GAA League. And they did that. When I met the Taiwan Celts, that's what they, they were training actively for this uh, this uh, league that was in Kuala Lumpur this year, and it was it took place there on October eighth and ninth. And uh, they they were training to be ready for that. They were fielding uh, a men's team and I think a women's team as well, and. Um, 
they were they were anxiously uh, preparing for that. But all, the, the club, as I said, was founded by Derek, who came from Bohemian in County Meath, and um, they you know they told me that they 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 still think of him, and like they would they they had a plan to basically commemorate the 25th anniversary of of the founding of the club uh, in 2020, and they were planning to come to Ireland, but because of the COVID pandemic, that wasn't possible. But they were still taking time out to think about him and, and commemorate his memory uh, at the at the, that uh, Gaelic Games in Kuala Lumpur this year and they still plan to to bring a team to Ireland either next year or the year after uh, hopefully to Bohemian uh, in, in County back in County Meath and and basically have a have a few games there uh, with, with the local teams and and celebrate his memory and his great legacy. That is fantastic to hear because he was only a young man starting out in life, 22 years of age, a graduate of DCU and he was working with Acer Computers in Taipei, as you said at the time, and he was struck by a car as he crossed the street and the driver failed to stop. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's a sad, a very sad yes. story. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the great thing is he leaves a great legacy because yes. actually, and it's more, it's, it's really important, I mean, that he did this because unfortunately, you know, there's no official Irish government office in Taiwan. There's like no embassy or no trade office. We even don't have a presence in the EU trade office there. So really, this GA team, they're our ambassadors. They're the ambassadors for Ireland in Taiwan. So I think, you know, big credit to Derek and the other people that founded that club. They're really representing Ireland and uh, in Taiwan. And, you know, they also started that great uh, proliferation of, of the Irish, uh, of, of Ireland, uh, through those other Asian countries, through the GAA. Um, and, you know, the people I spoke to... Um, they they tell you of the great pride they feel. Like one girl, um, Rebecca Nugent, who comes from Kildare, uh, she was telling me the pride she feels when she like goes to that Asian Games in Kuala Lumpur, and you see uh, somebody soloing a ball up the field, you know, mm-hmm. in Kuala Lumpur, and 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 the pride she feels and the connection with home um, to see the, the the Irish Games being played in in a foreign country yes. like that. Um, so it's a big thing. It's a big thing yeah. for Irish people who are away from home out there it certainly is and it 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 is as you say testament to Derek and and his uh, being there at the start of this when you think of it how it's mushroomed and grown all over Asia the other thing is I noticed that you spoke to other people from uh, a guy there Ling from Chile uh, Prentice from Hong Kong there are many uh, locals if you like to say over there who are now playing Gaelic games Absolutely, and and particularly so in Taiwan. I think you know there may be more Irish people in the other, like Hong Kong and uh, mainland China and so on. But in Taiwan, it's a smaller Irish community, and therefore they rely on other nation nationalities uh, and to draw them in to 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 play the Irish games. And many of them, like Prentice from Hong Kong, he never heard about Irish football before, but he you know he was delighted to get involved with this group and play the Gaelic football. And he said, I said, you know, wh- how, why do you like it? And he said, he really loves the excitement around it. And he really loves the teamwork. He said, you know, it's a game that really r- relies on good teamwork. And he really likes that and appreciates that. And the same with Ling, who's, who's from Chile. Again, she loves the camaraderie, the crack. You know, she, you, you have these foreigners picking up all these, uh, the Irish lingo. And, uh, it, it, you know, it, they, they enjoy that, that, the relaxed atmosphere. And, and, and of course, 
the exercise and, and uh, camaraderie as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's great in that it, uh, it brings all these uh, other nationalities in, gives them a view of Ireland that they otherwise wouldn't have, and, you know, gets them involved with the team, and, and they play and put together a team, and they can compete then in, in these Asia leagues. You've put together a little package, I know, on this uh, about the Taiwan Celts. Have you podcasted or is it available anywhere? Uh, I haven't podcasted yet. That's that's something I do plan to do, yes. Jerry. Um, I haven't just got around to putting the site up, but I think, uh, yeah, I've, I've tried to share it out, you know, with as many stations yes. that, that would be interested in broadcasting it because I think it's a really interesting story. And I think it's, you know, I, you know Taiwan is, is a great country. And I think it's uh, it would be great if we could have, uh, you know, good connections between Ireland and Taiwan. I think this would be, I think we would benefit as a country from that, um, you know, by learning from them and they, 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 they would obviously benefit from the connection with us. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of interesting um, uh, when you walk, you know, uh, when you walk through the supermarket, as I said, I lived in Taiwan for over a year. When you walk through the supermarkets in Taiwan, uh, one of the things that surprised me, you know, as an Irish person abroad, you're always looking for those Irish products. Like as a Kerry man, I'd, walk, I'd always be looking for the Kerry gold. You might be looking for roses, chocolates, but I, I'd be looking for the Kerry gold butter. But uh, what I noticed was Walking through the supermarkets over there in Taiwan, you'd see lots of, you know, French butter or German butter or, you know, Spanish pasta. Lots of other European countries have products on the shelves there. But Ireland, there's nothing. You might see Baileys, but that's about it. There's nothing. And I think all these other, you know, there's 17 other European countries who have a presence in Taiwan through that European trade office. Mm. But Ireland, we have nothing there. You know, and I think, isn't it a shame? You know, we have such great products. We could be availing of that market there. There's 24 million people in that market and they're, most of them are well-to-do and I'm sure they would love to know more about Ireland, buy our products and even come here to visit. And so this is one of the things I think that's great about the GA Club over there is that they're doing their bit to promote that connection and I think uh, you know I'm so happy that I can uh, support them and get the message out. Yes, I think they'll have to build a new plant, Kerrygold I'm talking about, to produce the butter <laughs> If they make the breakthrough into the Taiwanese market, because they will, you're right, they will love it, love it so much. Listen, I may be able to help you with that podcast there. Leave it with me uh, and I'll be back to you on that one. But look, it was lovely talking to you today and you're great to remember uh, a man from the northeast this afternoon. And we mentioned him again, uh, Derek Brady, who was part and parcel of uh, getting everything going over there. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you very much, Jerry, for having me. Thank Take you. care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there you are. Isn't it amazing, the uh, connections in life? That's uh, Neil O'Sullivan there, who was out in Taiwan and has a feature on the Taiwan Celts GAA Club. And that's my interview with Jerry Kelly on the Late Lunch Show, which took place back on November 3rd. My thanks to Jerry and LMFM for hosting me on the show. And if you'd like to hear more from the Taiwan Celts, be sure to check out the previous episode of this podcast. You can also find this and all past episodes on my blog at pwnilo.com. That's p-w-n-e-i-l-o.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, and Twitter. Until the next time, thank you for listening. Slán agus